You are now listening to the Build a Brain podcast with Dr. Jeannie Zayer. Join the quest to shape an efficient brain that fires on all cylinders and runs like a fine-tuned machine. You are now in the capable hands of an international presenter and a pathologically optimistic brain builder. Dr. Zare will give you the right blocks to build that three pounds of cerebral muscle for you, your child, or the young adult you teach or mentor. Block by block, thought by thought, now is the time to build a better brain. Let's get started. Welcome, friends, to Build a Brain. This is episode number 36, and we are taking on quite the parameter today. We're going to talk about challenge. The search for novelty and challenge was one of the parameters that Professor Reuven Feuerstein identified is important, but not everybody needs it. So remember that we have done four parameters that are folded into three. Intentionality reciprocity is one. It goes together. Meaning is the second one, and if you can get all that rolling, then you probably are getting transcendence where your receiver of your mediation knows that this goes beyond the here and now. The rest of the parameters that I'm going to share in our subsequent episodes will be parameters that you use if needed. So you may have a friend, a student, um someone you're mentoring, a child in your family, or it could be yourself, that you know challenges are something that make you hit a wall. So when we see something that we believe is too difficult for us to do, then we don't want to do it. And that's pretty natural. There's nothing wrong with that. But yet, let me tell you about the brain science, and then we'll circle back around to how important this one is. There was a lot of work done out in Berkeley by an amazing neuroscientist named Marion Diamond. And Dr. Diamond was doing experiments with lab rats. And she was discovering that when they had more toys in their cage, they grew something off of every neuron called dendrites. These are little tiny branches that network between our neurons. We have about 86 billion neurons that make our brain. And all of these neurons are networked with each other. They can have somewhere between 1,000 and 10,000 connections. Now that's crazy, right? A lot. Well, dendrites grow at any age when we're giving our brain novelty and challenge. And I don't think Reuven, I know he didn't. He didn't have all the neuroscience yet. We're so happy that he lived long enough to see that the neuroscientists were proving his theories were right that he was putting out there in the 1950s up through the 70s. And then by the late 90s, we finally started getting enough uh, neuroplasticity research coming in that we started seeing, oh my word, Reuven was right. The brain can change. It is capable of significant rewiring. So Marion Diamond saw that when rats have more toys, when they get to have another rat in the cage, like a friend to play with, when they are held and 
stroked and petted more, when they have new mazes every week to, to learn to run, they would have more dendritic connections than the rats who didn't have those things. So fascinating research. Now that was probably in the early uh, 90s. And it wasn't until around the year 2000 that we had the type of technology with functional MRIs and, and PET scans that we could prove that she was right for humans as well. It wasn't just for the lab rats, folks. It's us too. We can literally in reality, grow our brain. If we're willing to take on something that is new, we've never done it before, and it could be a little bit of a challenge. So if you're saying something like, oh, well, I keep my brain sharp. I do crossword puzzles every day. That's the one I hear the most. And well, that's fine. But if you already know all those words and it's the same kind of crossword puzzle, you already have an amazing network built for that in your brain. What if you took on Sudoku? What if you took on playing a new game like Pente or chess? So when you take on something new, your brain says, oh, wait a minute, I don't have a network for that. What? What? You want me to learn what? And dendrites start budding and growing if you could see me my hands are like making little buds coming out of my head because i have to do it every time i talk about dendrites growing this is exciting whether i'm a five-year-old or an 85 year old to know that no matter what we have been through in our lifetime our brains can grow and it's by accepting novelty something new we've never done before and it's a challenge. Now, we have to have what's called a sweet spot for challenge. So at MindCap, we're really, really good at this. We figure out, all, my whole team knows how to find what is the sweet spot for this child that he will be challenged. It will be something new he's never done before, but he won't want to curl up in the corner and cry because it's so hard or throw his hands up in disgust and say, no, I'm not doing it. No, we're trying to find just that right level. If I have any teachers listening, you if you studied any Vygotsky in your college years, you would have learned about the zone of proximal development. And that's this sweet spot of challenge that it's not too easy and it's not too hard. Well, that just makes sense, doesn't it? And that's what helps the brain to grow. So neuroscience is a great motivator for us if we're saying, oh, that's just too hard. I don't want to do that. Well, just think about it. You're maybe giving up an opportunity to grow more dendrites. The more dendrites you have, the more networks you have, so you're able to catch new learning and new information. They have a theory out. I'll have to research this one. If any of my listeners have, have read any newer research, let me know. It's called the theory of cognitive reserve. We think that people don't get dementia or Alzheimer's because they have such amazing networks and have gone into their later years of life 
still being a learner. They decide they're going to learn French. They're going to learn how to play chess. They're going to, oh, take up piano. They're just going to keep doing something new. Now, physical movement is also very, very key to keeping the brain young and alive and functioning well. So physical activity like brisk walking or cardio exercise, doing that every other day is critical for the brain as well as your body. So this dendritic growth and the idea of neuroplasticity that your brain can continue to grow and change throughout life is a motivator to help me wanna take on something that looks like that could be a challenge. So I encourage you, my friends, to take out of your vocabulary the word hard. Oh, that's too hard. I don't want to do that. I call it my pirate word. Oh, that's just too hard. I don't want to do that. It even has hard sounds, that R and that D at the end. But yet, if I say, hmm, you know, this might be a challenge. The word challenge has softer sounds. It kind of rolls off my tongue and is a word that sounds like something I want to lean into instead of run away from. So if you're a parent or a mentor um, and you have your child or a youth, somebody say, oh, I don't want to do that. That's too hard. Say, don't say, oh, no, no, you can do it. Instead of jumping on them for saying that, just kind of nod and be very chill and say, hmm, it might be a challenge, but I think you might be up for it. So that's one way to respond to somebody who says, well, I'm not doing this, it's too hard. Another response that has been found to be very, very effective, and we use this all the time at the MindCap Center, it's part of our parent training as well, is when somebody tells you, well, that's too hard, then you say, or even if they say, well, that's too big a challenge, I I don't think I can do that, then your response could be, well, maybe you just haven't learned how to do that yet. The key word is that little three-letter word, Y-E-T. Add yet to your repertoire of growth mindset phrases to come back to someone if they say something is too hard. Well, you just haven't learned how yet. So, Kibwe, have you ever told that to yourself? Well, I just don't know how yet. If you get frustrated, have you tried that? I definitely have. Um, I've been blessed to have the opportunity to challenge myself on a lot of different levels. And um, I've been just hard-headed enough to keep taking the opportunity. (laughs) And, uh, you know, I have definitely had to learn and am still learning. This is is (laughs) a lifelong thing, I believe. Yeah, it is. That I can do what I put my mind to. And that the trick is being determined to do the right things, Mm. no matter how hard they are. And I think that... um, you really have no idea what you're capable of until you start to accept challenges. Because one challenge that you may see as being, you know, the toughest thing ever could possibly open up opportunities for you that you just never would have imagined for yourself had you not been willing 
to to be really bad at something at first and then to learn how to do it better and better. And so, yes, challenge. And that word yet is a prophetic word because you're telling yourself that the future, that in your future, you are even more capable than you are right now. So I love that. Well said, well said, absolutely. I, I like how you said that by taking on a challenge, you you open doors and you become something. So I never thought about this before, but yet is only one letter away from yes. And how many times do we say no to something because we think, oh, I, I don't have the ability for that, or that's just too much for me. And we do have to learn when to say no, of course, and when to say yes. But yes might be closely related to yet. What do you think? I, I think that's a, that's mm. a really interesting idea. Yeah. Is that if you are comfortable with yet, you'll access a lot more yeses. Yeah, yeah, good, good yeses. Now, being able to know when do I say yes and when do I say no to a new challenge, I don't have an easy answer to. I'm going to tell you, I think that falls into the category of wisdom. And wisdom might be worth a whole podcast. I don't know. Maybe we need to give that its own own podcast someday because it's just, um, and it's been written a lot about wisdom. And so it's such a great topic. And some of that is life experiences. And if you feel like you're in a situation where you don't know, do I have the, the skills yet? Or should I say no to this for now? What do I do? What do I do? That's sometimes when we reach out and we accept counsel from people that we think might be wiser than us, or at least they care about us and they'll give a good listening ear. And sometimes you collect more than one opinion because it might be that third person that's the deal breaker. If you have one friend say, no, I don't think you should do that. And another friend says, oh yeah, go for it. Okay, well now what do you do? So maybe you need the, the third person. And eventually, usually after you've talked to that third person, I love the number three, I feel like you're going to know, you're going to know, is this a venture that I, that I need to take or not? So thank you, Kibway, for being just an amazing co-presenter on the Build a Brain podcast. And friends, it's just so wonderful to have you with us. Be sure to give us a five-star review and to share this podcast with other people. Sometimes we keep a podcast to ourselves and the best thing you can do if it's helping you, it will help others. So remember, thought by thought and block by block, we are working at building a better brain. See you on our next episode. Thanks for listening to the Build a Brain podcast. If you're wanting to know more information on how to build a brain, please visit the website for the MindCap Center in Fort Wayne, Indiana at www.mind-cap.org. That's www.mind-cap.org. Children and adults from across the United States and Canada have found the cognitive help they needed at the MindCap Center. The specialized team is trained in all levels of the Feuerstein program and can literally help you or your child build a better brain. 
Thanks so much for listening. We'll talk to you next time.